Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the podcast. I'm Becca Silver, founder of The Whole Educator. In this episode, you'll learn about the Back to the Future protocol. Stay tuned to find out the unexpected way coaches and principals can partner to not only set powerful school goals, but also create action steps that will guide their team through the year to achieve them. See you soon. Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. This episode starts the Back to School series. Here, we will be focusing on how to start the school year intentionally that will create resilient school cultures and strong relationships with our teachers. Today, I have invited Mia Pumo on the show. She's the co-founder of Constructive Learning Design, where she has been developing instructional coaches and leaders for almost 10 years. Welcome, Mia. Thank you, Becca. I'm so happy to be here and talk with you today. I'm happy to have this conversation with you. So when you and I were recently talking about starting the school year off strong, right, and facing all the things that we've been facing, a teacher shortage, right, disempowered teachers, creating a school culture that really has educators thrive. You mentioned this protocol, which I fell in love with immediately, and I wanted you to share it with all the instructional coaches and principals listening today. Yes, absolutely. It was the first thing that came to mind when we started talking about this because it's a protocol that I have used in my work many times. It's called the Back to the Future Protocol, and it does come from School Reform Initiative. It's a free resource on their website, so I definitely want to give them credit. Um, But it has been an amazing tool for me as I work with coaches and leaders and especially with school teams who are trying to set intentions to create goals to to create that that shared vision that they need and want to be successful, this has been instrumental in that work. Awesome. So I'm so excited for you to share about how this protocol goes with everyone listening. So where do we start with this protocol? Um, Maybe I'll just talk about it in terms of an actual team that I worked with as I stepped through the process. Um, I was working with a team, a high school team, and they were starting a career academy in their high school. And they really needed to create this shared vision so that everyone would be on the same page. Everyone would be able to connect their specific role with how to achieve this outcome. Um, and and be able to work together to do that successfully. So that's that's the story we'll use today. So one of the things that I love that you said that we most recently mentioned in uh, the principal-coach relationship episodes is the very important need for principals and coaches to identify their roles, right? To be really clear, what is my role and what is your role? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this is part of this protocol. Yes, it definitely helps because when you get to the end and you talk about action steps, then everybody gets a really clear 
you know, conception of, okay, what's my role here? What can I do to help to make these things happen? So what is step one? All right. You, you bring the team together that you really want that, that are going to be instrumental in making these goals happen. Right. And you start with describing in general, somebody from the team needs to describe in general, the purpose, like, okay, we've come together. So in my example of the career Academy, we've come together to create this career Academy in within our high school. How are we going to make that happen? That's the purpose of this um, activity today. And so at that point, everybody can kind of either agree or say they want to clarify that a little bit. They can ask questions. You can have clarifying and probing questions at this point. But you start out with this question and answer kind of general. Here's why we're doing this. Okay. All right. So you're, you're really starting with the why. So yeah. why are we going through this process? And what would be an example answer to this question? Well, the team that I was working with, as the example I'm giving today, the answer was, we are creating this career academy within our high school. How do we do that? What do we want that to look like? What are the outcomes we're looking for in creating this career academy for ourselves, for our students, for our community? What does it mean for everyone? Once this is created, what are going to be the benefits? So those were the types of questions they were trying to answer that day. Okay, great. And so part of the why was all of those things you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So someone, part of someone's why could be, we want to increase our teacher retention. We want our student achievement to go up. We want to close the learning gap, things like that. Yes. Any of those could be the why, any of those goals, or, or it could be even more general in terms of we, we want to create a school culture that feels inclusive and equitable and where people can flourish. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. So it can I love be very that. specific or very broad. Okay. Is there a recommendation to go broad or be specific or is it just kind not, of whatever? Not really. It depends okay. on the team and what they want to accomplish. It works both ways. All right. So that's step one. Step one, stating the why. Yes. Start with why. Simon Sinek. <laughs> Shout I out to, to my boy. Shout All out. right. <laughs> All right. So what's step two? So step two is when you project into the future what this looks like. And the cool thing about this part of the process is that everyone must speak in the present tense as if this has already happened. We are already there. We have reached all these goals. We have created this amazing thing. And this is how it feels. This is what it looks like. This is what it smells like. And you can describe that in detail using present tense language. So I'll give you an example from that team that I was working with. They said, we have created a very strong engineering focused career academy for our high school. We have 200 students enrolled in our career academy. Um, The student experience is that they feel like they are part of a very unique community where they can bond and have these unique experiences. They get to take these certain engineering courses that are only offered to them. They graduate with uh, these courses that can be used toward their college degrees, and it helps our community because we have a lot of businesses in our community who are looking for engineers. So this is going to help create that pipeline 
uh, for those businesses. So that was an example of this is what it looks like. We've already created it. It's successful. And this is how it looks and feels right now. Okay. I love that. And you did say something that I do want to highlight. Every coach needs a coach. Every principal needs a coach. And so while we could download the protocol and we could do it with our staff, it's always helpful to have a coach there listening for the accuracy, right? And to actually do it in a way that is powerful and would have you be the most successful. So I will forever be flying that flag. Every coach needs a coach. Every principal needs a coach. <laughs> it is really helpful. I agree. Yes, I'm on that train. Um, and it's really helpful for this too, to have that kind of objective person mm-hmm. who is listening and can sometimes push back um, when they hear certain things that need to be challenged. That's really helpful if you can have someone who's kind of outside and not as attached to the outcomes as the the team that's going to make this happen. Exactly. And here's the deal. When we are creating culture and when we are creating a future, what is not intentionally created will be will be created, but it'll be default. It'll be, well, whatever happens, this Mm. is what happened, right? Mm. And we actually have an opportunity to fully intentionally create what's going to happen in our schools this year, right? And it's super helpful to have someone listening for what might be missing. And many times it's someone that's not in that situation. That's right. And you and I both know that asking great questions is one of the awesome skills that coaches have. And it's so helpful too. Yeah. 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 Love that. Okay, good. So once this future is written in the present tense, what do you do now? So now you're going to take a look back and you're going to look at your present situation. Where are we now? But here again, the magic is you're going to talk about it in the past tense. So before they could say anything about their present situation, they had to start it with back in the day. (laughs) And that helped them to remember to speak in the past tense. And it worked beautifully. So for this team, for example, they said, back in the day, we didn't have any students enrolled in our career academy. And we had to figure out how we were going to promote it and how we were going to get students interested in it and to enroll. So that was one of the issues that they were facing at the time, but they talked about it in the past tense, like this is what we were facing. And then, then, you know, of course we'll move on to how we solve that, but yes, talking about it in the past, in the past tense, Mm -hmm. even though these are the things you're facing right now is the next step. Okay. I love this so much. So they speak about their present situation as if it's in the past and they start with back in the day. Okay. Now what's next? Okay, so this is the connection piece where you're connecting the past with the future. Um, And the magic of this piece is that we're going to stay in the past tense. We're going to talk about those problems we were facing and how we went about solving them. So, for example, if you said we started out with zero students enrolled in our career academy, um, then you talk about how we solved that. And you say, we promoted the Career Academy. We created um, a series of courses that we were able to communicate to students of what they would learn in engineering and how they would be able to use this in their future college careers or their jobs. And that's how we got students interested and enrolled in our Career Academy. So you're, again, talking about all of this in the past tense, but you're bridging that gap between what your challenges were, what you were facing, and how you got to this ideal future. 
So, you know, it makes you think about backwards planning. Mm-hmm. What we typically do with lesson plans, right? And so it's, it sounds like it's that same concept, but what's more powerful is that it's all framed as if it's already happened. So, and I also want to mention one other thing. When you're thinking about the present and what you're facing, a lot of people just want to focus on the negative and focus on the challenges, but it's really important to also make sure that you capture what's going right, what's positive, what strengths do we have, what do we have to build on, and make sure you capture all of that as well as the challenges that you're going to face. And to create a whole picture and not just the things that we want to see change. Exactly. Love that. Okay. So then so then we're, we're writing the steps from the the place that we're at to the place we want to create we're we're framing it as if it's already happened it's the big bridge and now what yeah so a couple steps left so now you want to go back and identify the challenges that you are facing so you pull those out and you have the team kind of brainstorm around those and this is how you create your action steps. You want to have clear next steps. You may want to put these into stages. You know, stage one, we're going to tackle these things, stage two, stage three, and so on, because you can't solve it all at once. You know, you don't want to overwhelm people. But when you're identifying these challenges and you're creating your action steps, that's when you can get really detailed and have each person in the room also connect. Okay, here's my role in addressing this challenge, or here's my role in this next action step. Here's what I can do to help make this move forward. And then after that, you you have this beautiful, clear plan. And then you debrief the process with your team and kind of talk about how it felt to go through, how everybody feels about the plan that you've created. And you're ready to move on. And, and I, I just especially love the part where not only are the action steps created, but it's who is doing what. And I think that's a big missing when teams are planning, especially at the beginning of the year. Action steps are made, but then it's kind of left to who who is doing which part. So when it comes to checking in, hey, have we done the things we said we would do? It can become a little ambiguous. And I have worked with coaches where it was ambiguous. Is it the principal doing this? Is it the assistant principal? Is it me, the coach that's supposed to do this? And it can be uncomfortable to say, hey, you know, my boss, <laughs> mm-hmm. did you do that? Right. So if it's clear from the beginning, that could really create um, psychological safety and it can create forward motion in a really clear way and a high level of integrity. Absolutely. And the other thing it does that really speaks to your forward motion comment is that it almost lays out the agenda for all of your team meetings for the year because you have this plan, you have this timeline, you have who's responsible for what. So your check-ins are not ambiguous. They're very clear. And every time you meet, whether it's you know weekly, monthly, whatever you decide, every time you meet, you know exactly what you're going to be reporting on. You know exactly what you're going to be looking for in terms of what have we accomplished and what are we going to do next. It just makes the whole process much more smooth. This is your map for the school year. Yes. Yes. The back to the future map. I love this protocol. All right. So what's the next step? 
That, that's really it. After okay. you, you debrief and you you create your plan. And like I said, if you need to come back and get more detailed, you have that starting place and you have you have something to refer to. But you, like you said, this really creates your roadmap for the year and is something that you refer back to. You can adjust as needed based on the things that arise, because there are always going to be things that arise that we could not predict. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you have that plan in place, then you're just fine tuning. You're just making adjustments. You're not starting from scratch. Uh, this is such a great protocol. I'm so happy that we could have this conversation and that we could share with the listeners, the coaches and principals listening to this podcast about this really powerful protocol you could start the school with. And I highly recommend doing this with your instructional leadership team. So Mia, I would love you to share the things that you're up to because you're up to a lot of things with your business and I'd love everyone to know about it. All right. So first of all, uh, I want to talk about Coach Fest and the fact that we will be having our third conference and retreat for coaches and education. So that will be held March 15th through the 17th at Appalachian State University. So we also have created our Coach Academy, which is our full certificate training and development program for instructional coaches. This includes, of course, professional learning around the mindsets and the skills and the tools needed to be an effective coach. And then also individual personalized coaching with a master coach and learning walks where you're actually coaching together. It's really powerful. And then finally, We've just most recently developed our Coaching for School Leaders, which is helping school leaders to incorporate coaching skills into their leadership style, which research shows makes them more effective leaders, and also teaching them some of the brain science behind human flourishing and how to incorporate structures in their buildings where their coaches and their teachers can be productive working together and can thrive. Love that. Okay. So all the links to all of those amazing opportunities that Mia just shared will be in the show notes. Also in the show notes, if you would like a template that will guide you through the Back to the Future protocol that you could use electronically, that's also downloadable in the show notes as well. Okay. So Mia, thank you again so much for being on this podcast with us and sharing this incredible protocol. I'm excited to use it with my coaches and principals as I start the school year with them. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.